The only thing that's gonna creep her out is if you are trying to be incongruent to the read that she's getting from you. Alright guys, got a very interesting video today because I'm about to show you the secrets to putting feelings and thoughts inside of a girl's mind like Inception. And if that sounds too good to be true, then keep watching because this question got emailed us to us not too long ago by a guy named Jeremy who has my book 107 Proven Ways to Get the Girl as you're about to see in this question. But real quick, Jeremy, if you're watching this video, shout out for being one of the many action takers inside a legendary game or online coaching community. So Jeremy asked this question and he said, First, I'd like to thank you for all you do to help the millions of guys improve their game with women. We're not quite at the millions of guys mark yet, but we're definitely on our way there. He said, I like your newsletters and I think they're awesome. I look forward to every new tactic and program you put together. I do have a question. I'm reading your book, 107 Proven Ways to Get the Girl. You explain that what you feel is what a woman will feel too. Which brings me to this. If I'm talking to a girl and I feel myself starting to get aroused while talking to her and I notice her eyes widen, does that also mean she's starting to think about sex? And then, is it a good idea to lead her someplace private? So real quick, Jeremy, I love this question because first off, before I even get to answering your question, I can tell that you're asking this because you read in my book, quote unquote, what you feel a woman will also feel. And then you went out and took action, likely on something you got out of this book, and you realized that when you were starting to get turned on in conversation with a girl, her eyes widen. And that's why you asked, when I notice her eyes widen, does that also mean that she's also starting to get turned on like you said in your book? And so the main reason why I love this question is just like before you could even ask me this question, you had to go out and actually take action. And when you did, you connected a dot from what you noticed in real life interaction what we call reference experience. I'm gonna flash those words across the screen because that's a very important word. Reference experience is like a, a scientist wanting to put together an experiment and he comes up with a hypothesis that if I do this experiment, I will most likely get this result. And then he actually runs the experiment. Unfortunately, most guys in their dating life, they take action, they don't necessarily get the result they want the first couple of times they try, so they get up, get, give up or they assume that the advice doesn't work and it's bullshit, when in reality, they just didn't take enough action, they didn't get enough reference experience to actually learn and grow from the advice that they've been studying or getting or watching on these YouTube videos while they're pooping and trying to waste the time on the toilet. So to answer your question, yes, what you feel, she will also feel and yes, in that moment when you were talking to that girl and you allowed yourself to get turned on first and you allowed yourself to really imagine enjoying having sex with this woman while you were doing secret number three in the book, which I assume, the seductive gaze. When you're holding that seductive gaze in conversation and you're really vibing with this girl, there's underlying sexual tension, which gets created by secret number three alone. That bubble is getting created around you where it's kind of like all distractions get tuned out that are around you and it's just you and her in the moment. In that moment, when you start feeling those emotions of getting aroused yourself, Yes, she will also feel the same way. And this goes back, if we wanna get into the science of it, it has to do with mirror neurons, which are inside our head. Mirror neurons are a type of brain cell that is literally its sole purpose is to use your eyes engage the micro expressions on other people's faces or their body language and get a good feel 
for how they're feeling in the moment. And honestly, this is something that you'll be able to get better at yourself is understanding what is this girl feeling in the moment right now? Because when you can practice that empathy muscle, that's literally what empathy is, uh, is under, being able to put yourself in other people's shoes. When you can practice being present and going, okay, how am I making this girl feel right now? You'll realize that oftentimes emotionally, no matter what's being said on the surface, emotionally, she's following your lead. And so when you approach a girl, if you're super nervous and she can tell that you're nervous, it really won't matter what you say because she will feel that you're nervous and it will in turn make her nervous. Versus if I approached a girl and I wasn't nervous at all, I was completely comfortable in my own skin, I was grounded in my reality, I was able to speak with conviction, with a very good vocal tonality, full. A lot of times if you're nervous, I know myself especially, when I used to be nervous around girls, especially if I was trying to talk to a girl or approach a girl for the first time, when I first started out, it was hard for me to speak above a whisper without having to clear my throat. And that's just a sign of nervousness. And whether or not she consciously knows, oh, him clearing his throat is because he's nervous, her subconscious will feel that. And again, it all goes back to your mirror neurons. And so when we understand this core concept, not only just about attracting women and flirting with women, but about human nature, uh, think about how this might apply to a job interview or whenever you're around your coach or your, your boss. I know when I was in high school, um, I struggle with this just around like my basketball team because in basketball, I was so attached to the outcome of going and playing D1 one day and then going to the NBA after that. It was almost like I would be practicing so much, but as soon as the coach walked into the gym, the coach who has the power to give me playing time or not, I would get in my inside my own head and I would start being more timid with the basketball. I would start micromanaging every fucking move and thing I did on the court and it made me, um, you know, it kind of took me out of the present moment and it made it harder for me to show my natural skills. It made it harder for me to get into a natural flow state while playing basketball simply because I was mentally blocking myself from allowing myself to do that. And so how this relates to what you feel she will also feel, when you understand that she's following your lead physically and emotionally and conversationally, that, and you understand that it really all starts with how you feel right here because how you feel is going to always trump what you're saying, again, when you're nervous, it doesn't matter what you say, she's gonna feel that you're nervous and kind of be off put by that, unless of course, you're owning the fact that you're nervous. And so let's talk about that in that context and I'll bring it back to the context of what Jeremy asked in his question. If you're nervous, right? If you're nervous and you approach a girl, own the fact that you're nervous by making what we call a statement of empathy. And this is literally what we're talking about. You understand that you're nervous, you understand that she's gonna feel that you're also nervous, and the only thing that's gonna creep her out is if you are trying to be incongruent to the read that she's getting from you. That's what creepiness is, is when she says, I think this guy is feeling this way, and you're saying, oh, we could never be together. Uh, girls like you and me, we never get along, but you're saying it from a place of nervousness and you're trying to sound confident or cocky or um, a disqualifying line that you learned, then it's just not gonna hit with the same emotional impact that you want it to, unless you first made that statement of empathy, which is, I'm really nervous right now, and I wanted to come up and talk to you um, because I knew I would have regretted not talking to you later on, but this is like something that I don't really do every day. Either way, my name is Patrick, how are you doing, right? If you own your own feelings, then it will put her at ease because now, even though she's reading that you're nervous, simply because you're not trying to hide it, it's not gonna creep her out. So, going back to how you can use this to your advantage, now that we understand this concept, 
Yeah, when you're in conversation with her, if you feel confident, if you feel in a flow state, if you say, I'm comfortable in my own skin, then it doesn't matter if you mess up in the conversation, if there's an awkward silence, as long as it doesn't bother you emotionally. And if the conversation's going well, and you're starting to get turned on, and you're letting her get turned on too, and you're just naturally carrying the conversation without trying to force anything, and we can talk about that in a separate video, then that's definitely where I would recommend, as Jeremy asked, you would want to lead her to another place behind closed doors if you guys are already there because it's at an emotional high note. And that's kind of where I wanna leave this video is on a high note with this last tip for you. When you leave an interaction, people are always gonna feel that last emotion that they felt around you. For example, you approach a girl, even if you're nervous, and you own it, and you are able to keep the conversation going. If you do nothing to really give that conversation, any positive momentum, any positive emotions associated with it, and it kind of just ends in an awkward silence, then that's going to be her memory associated with you. That's what she's going to feel the moment that you text her for the first time. This is why your interactions and how well it went, especially how well it ended, really matters when you go to text a girl whose number that you just got. Whereas if you had a conversation with the girl, and maybe throughout the course of that conversation, there were three or four awkward silences, but at no point in time did that bother you? Did it really knock you off your game because you're like, oh shit, there's an awkward silence. Hopefully she doesn't start disliking me because of that awkward silence. And you just kind of go with the flow of the conversation, and then you end the conversation when it does reach a high note before it goes back down to that awkward silence. When you cut it off, when you can sense before the awkward silence is coming, and you end it there, you say, hey, actually, I would love to continue this conversation, but I really have to go right now. Um, but let us let me get your number and let's hook up, <laughs> let's link up later this week. Or you could say, let's hook up later this week. If you say with the right tonality, she could take it the right way. So end your conversations on a high note. Yes, what you feel, she will also feel. And more importantly, when you understand that, be able to use this to your advantage, even in times, and especially in times where you're feeling off or nervous, or you're not quite into the conversation, own it. Don't try to hide it and don't try to judge yourself negatively for feeling that way. Feel how you feel when the interaction is getting to a good place. End it on a high note or lead her to a different location on a high note and in conversation. Allow yourself to get turned on first if you want her to also start getting turned on around you as well. And if you do it right, because of her mirror neurons, because it's her subconscious that's really at work here, she might start to think that it's her idea to be seducing you. So on that note, I'm gonna get out of here, man. Hopefully you got some value out of this. See you in the next video. Peace out.